Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. How many people promise God that this year you're going to live to please God? Everything you do, every word you say, every decision you make. Amen. Hallelujah. Before we give tithe and offering, I'd like to read this scripture to you. I like this promise of God in the book of Genesis chapter 12. We are the children of Abraham by faith. It's so profound, these scriptures. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. God wants to give us the land of superabundance in our life. I will make you a great nation. He wants us to multiply and fill the earth with believers. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. I learned from this scripture that God blesses so many things, good health, opportunities, open doors. Some of us came from another country, many of us actually, came from another country, get a job here, have a nice house. We should be thankful. The blessing of God is on us. Some of us are second generation. Your parents moved from China, from Vietnam, and God put you in the land of freedom, the land of opportunities. I understand this very well because I'm a first generation here as an American citizen. But the Lord warned us one thing. He blesses not so that we will hoard, so that we will be selfish. He blesses us so that we will be a blessing to others. So that we can open our homes, use our car, our money and time and energy to be the blessing to other people, to our neighbors, to our neighbor country, to other nations, to guests who come to church, to other people. If you can keep this mindset and bless so that I can be the blessing. I believe that the floodgate of heaven will continue to open and flow into you. Look for opportunity to be the blessing. Amen? It doesn't matter what background you have. Always look for opportunity. Even open the door for somebody. Paying somebody lunch. Do something to be the blessing to other people. Amen? So today when we give, these finances will be used for the gospel to bless other people, to bring the gospel to the world, to build the house of God together. Amen. Remember this, this offering is to be the blessing to others. Amen. Remember that. God bless you and as you faithfully do that, He will add to you more and more and more. 
so that you can be a greater blessing than last year. Let us be faithful in blessing other people. Let's have that mentality and attitude together. Let's give to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I hope that you are ready for the word of God this morning. And I know that the pastor has a message for us to be blessed this morning. Praise God. Before we hear the word of God, I'd like to read the scripture, the promise of God to those who live a holy life, fear Him and repent. And we're going to go through this every Sunday, the promise of God. It's good to know that God promised something and we hold on to the promise by faith. I will read Exodus chapter 1, verses 17 and 21. The midwife, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys leave. They let Moses leave. And because the midwife fear God. He, mean God, gave them families of their own. Everyone say with me, because I fear God. God bless my family. How many people believe that when you fear God, God bless your family? Praise God. So that is the promise of God. Amen. Next Sunday, we'll read again the promise of God to those who fear God. Are you ready for the word of God? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us your word. We come with an open heart. We believe, Father, that you shall speak to your people by your Holy Spirit. And you shall, Lord, work in our life to become the doer of the word of God. We will not just be hearer, Lord. And we want to put all the teaching into practice. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Today, I would like to talk to you about becoming a life giver. We're going to start the year 2016 by making a decision to be a representative of God on earth, to be the life giver. Many people right now are praying for victory, for miracles in their life. They may say, God, I'm so lonely. Please give me a good friend. They may say that, Lord, help me regarding the situation of my children or my job. And we must realize that we are his ambassador on earth. We are the salt and the light of this world. God put us here for purposes, for his reason. And we realize that we could be used by God to become a life giver, to become the blessing to other people to be the miracle that people are waiting for or praying for. He needs our hands to heal the sick. He needs our mouth to give words of encouragement. He needs our voice to sing songs to him and encourage somebody to know that God loves them. He used our arms to touch and hug somebody when they are discouraged. And God will bring some people across our life, across our path, so that we can be the answer to the prayer that they are waiting for God to do something for them. We may not realize it, but many times people came into our life and God is using us to be the miracle that they are waiting for. You are the miracle. 
Why don't you turn to the person next to you and point to them and say, "You are the miracle. You are the life giver." Hallelujah! Somebody may be so discouraged because they got a very bad medical report, and they pray to God, Father, oh, I so discouraged when I saw this medical report. Show me a sign that you still care for me. And I will have victory. And then suddenly, God spoke to you. You make a phone call to that person and say, "God asked me to call you and let you know God cares for you, and everything gonna be fine." That person know right away that you are that person that God sent to encourage you and to confirm that He is still in control and He care for that person. So we should be the Hand and the mouth and the eyes of God to be the blessing to other people. Somebody may become discouraged, saying, "God, help me! I got a new job. I have to learn a new computer program." And suddenly, God used you to show up in the office and say, "I know this program very well. I will show you what to do." And that person is encouraged and know that God is still under control. Amen. Be aware of people around you. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Many people that came into your life are not there by accident. God ordained them to be there so that you can be the answer to the prayer that they are waiting for. There are restorations, power, grace, miracle, and answer in your life that you can give to somebody else. I want to encourage you in this sermon to live such a kind of life that everywhere you go, you will be a life giver. You will be the answer to somebody's prayer. You will be the miracle worker. You will be there to restore the broken. You will be there to encourage somebody who get discouraged. You will be the one who pick somebody off the ground and say, "Go again. Go to your destiny." You are the Person who is kind to the stranger that come into your way. When we meet somebody and we see that they need help, we should be led by the Lord to become His or her miracles and blessing. And God can perform miracle and do great things through our voice, to our hand, to our love, to our giving. What He wants us to know is that God is in us. The Spirit of God is in us. The miracles is in us. The power of God is in us. Heaven is in us, and we can be the person who flow heaven into people's life around us. We can be the miracle worker. The miracle may not be dramatic, like somebody saved from cancer. The miracle can be simple act of kindness. God may be using you to help somebody who is very down and discouraged to encourage them, and that is a miracle, because that is the miracle they need—not to be healed from cancer. It may not be such a dramatic thing. You can be the answer to somebody's prayer. You can be the life giver. You can be the blessing to other people. You can even give a ride to a young boy, your neighbor, to the football game with your son every Saturday, and that is a miracle for that family. 
because you are there at the right time, at the right place for the right purpose, and you help somebody to get up and go to their destiny because you are there for them as their miracle. What kind of world this planet Earth gonna be if every believer decide to be a miracle for somebody that is waiting for that miracle? Oh, I want to be that kind of man. The truth is that we need each other. Therefore, we need to look around when we come to church, when we go to the office. People need us, and we need other people to help us as well. Always be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and listen to Him. Because he will tell you what to do to be the blessing and the life giver to other people. Is there any way we think? Is there any way I can help that person? Is there any way that I can say good words, maybe in the, our office to our coworkers? Somebody may be in this city alone. Their family is in another country, and they are alone in this country. They need friend, and you are the miracle. To become friend, to pick them up, to take them out for dinner, and that person is not lonely anymore because you are willing to become a good friend with that person. Maybe you're the miracle to take a family that is discouraged to lunch and to give them the words of encouragement. You look for opportunities. You look for the chance that God would use you to be the life giver to other people. You take some time to care for people. You take opportunity to be the blessing and the restorer. You may say like this, Pastor, I don't want to hear about. I become a life giver. I need miracle myself. If you think that way, you miss the point. Because if you're willing to hand out the miracle and be the blessing to other people or be the life giver to other people, you yourself. Gonna receive the miracle and the life and the blessing from the Lord. Let me read the scripture to you in Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 to 25. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. You're willing to go out to refresh others. To be a miracle to others, to be the giver, you yourself gonna be refreshed. God gonna give you the miracle. This is the key of living a victorious life. If you want your dream to come true, why don't you help somebody that that dream will come true first, and then God will help you that your dream will come true. Help other people first. If you need a miracle of healing, I know a. Pastor's wife, who got attacked by liver cancer, and the doctor told her that she would live only six months. Instead of sitting at home, close the curtain down, put herself under the blanket, and feel sorry for herself, she went out to visit people. She went out to pray for people, still serving people, and the cancer was gone. And she still lived to today, more than eighty years old. 20 years later, she still lived because God healed her cancer. She went out to help other people, to touch other people's life. A young lady volunteered to pick up an older lady in a city. When she heard this oldest lady member saying to her friend that I may not be able to come to church every Sunday, 
I could not drive on the freeway. The church is too far away from me. That young lady volunteered right away. Sister, I will pick you up every Sunday. And they live about 30 minutes apart. But the young lady will show up at her house in the driving way every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. to pick this lady up to come to church. And one day, when this lady dropped her off, she walked into the church, the older lady hugged her and said, Honey, you are my miracle. Because I want to be here every Sunday, but I could not do it by myself. Can you become a miracle like that? To give somebody a ride. You cannot help everybody. I know that. I cannot help everybody either. But you can help someone. You can be a life giver to someone. There are some people whom God put in your path and connect them to you for their destiny to be fulfilled. And on the other way, when you help them that their destiny is fulfilled, God will help you to bring someone into your life to help you to fulfill your destiny as well. As you help other people to rise higher, God can help you to rise higher as well. Amen. And God will meet your needs because you meet somebody else's needs. And if you're willing to become a life giver, God will give you more and more life, more and more victory because you're willing to do so. The opposite is true if you are selfish. You think about yourself. You say, I'm too busy. Oh, I have my own business to do. I am caught up with my own vision and my own dream. I don't care about other people. If you live that way, you will not get to your destiny. You will not get to your dream because you are selfish and you think about only yourself. Giving, helping other people, becoming a life giver, becoming the answer to other people's prayer is like a boomerang. When you send out, help people. You send out your love. You touch other people's life. It will eventually come back to you because you start to give first. You refresh others, you will be refreshed yourself. I like to read a story in the Bible, great story that Jesus gave to people in Luke chapter 10, verses 30 to 37. Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed on by the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. And said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I came again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him, who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, 
Go and do likewise. In Luke chapter 10, we learn about a man who was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was robbed. He was hurt and beaten and attacked. Left on the ground half dead. Then a priest came by. A priest dressed so nicely. Ready to go to the religious duty. He need to be presentable in that religious function. He looked far away. And he might have thought in his heart, Oh, I feel bad for this man. Oh, I pray that he will have a miracle of healing. But he passed by far away from this man who got injured. Then the second man came in, the volunteer who worked in the church, not a full-time worker, a Levite. He came by to, and he said, Oh, this is not fair. He was treated unfairly. He was hurt. I feel bad for him, but I'm too busy. I'm late for the church function. So he passed by, and he did not even take care of that man. Then the third man came by who was not religious, who did not have any title in the church, a Samaritan man. He came, and he saw, and he talked to himself. Wow, this man needs a miracle. This man needs life. He need to get up again and go on with his life. I gonna be used by God to be a blessing, a miracle to this man. After he thought that way, he took one further step. He went to the man, knelt down on the ground, get his clothes and hand dirty with all the dirt and blood. Not only that, he bandaged the man, poured the oil on his wound, and then. Lift him out of the ground gently, put on the animal, and he had to walk the animal and hold that man for many miles to go to the closest city. When he went to the city, he found an inn. He paid for the expenses. He talked to the innkeeper, gentlemen, I want you to take care of this man very well. I will come back. Make sure that everything he needs will be met. He can stay as long as he can. And when I come back, I will make sure I pay you for everything that you spend. Wow! This man was the restorer. This man was willing to be used by God to be a miracle worker, to be a helper, to be the life giver. He did not pass the opportunity. He thought, "I am at the right place at the right time for God to use me to restore this broken man." He has a higher level of the spirit that he wants to be a miracle to other people. He refreshes others, and he will be refreshed himself. Amen? Amen. Now, the first example, the priest was so busy; he was caught up with the religious thing. He did not want to get involved with this dirty thing. He knew that if he knelt down, his clothes gonna be bloody, and he would not look presentable in the temple. He thought, "Let him die. I'm gonna go on to do my religious thing." Let's look at what the Bible say about true faith. James chapter one verse twenty-seven: "Pure and undefiled religion means faith in God, before God." And the father is this: to visit orphans and widows 
in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. True faith in God can make your clothes dirty, can make your hand dirty. True faith in God will not hide behind the stained glass or behind the nice cloth. True faith in God will lead you to where the needs are and meet that needs. True faith in God will get you so down low to the ground to help lift somebody off the ground so that that person can go on with God again. True faith in God takes action of mercy and love. Become the salt and the light of the world. Do you know that one of the closest things in the heart of God is not that you sing beautifully on Sunday. It's not that you can play music very well or you dress nice when you come to church with a very expensive cloth. Then one of the nicest things to the heart of God is that you go out and help hurting people. You take time to restore the broken. You pour the healing oil on somebody who gets hurt. You encourage somebody and wipe their tears to let them know that God cares for them and you care for them as well. That is the religion and that is the true faith that Jesus was talking about. When you walk in the true faith in Jesus, you will not condemn anybody. You will not fight for with anybody. Some of you may think this way when somebody gets into trouble. You think, oh, that person deserves to be in trouble. He has not lived the right kind of life. That's why he gets into trouble. He got into addiction. He spent money in a wrong way. But look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, verse 12. When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Wow. God does not call us to help people who think they are great and smart and can help themselves. God calls us to be the life giver to those who are sick, those who make mistakes, those who have fallen down. We need to go and help them, restore them, and become their miracle. Anybody in the world can find faults. Anybody in the world can be critical and come up with all excuses to pass on by. Instead of helping others. This is very easy. So easy to condemn, to fight for with others. Where are people in this world who will take time to care for other people? God is looking from heaven down into this church. And looking for people who are willing to get down on their knees. And become dirty in order to help somebody back on their course and get into their wholeness again. Who is that person in this church? God is looking from heaven and say, who is that person willing to be like the good Samaritan? The third man, the Samaritan man, immediately, without hesitation, went to the injured man and started helping him. He made a big difference. He did not think even twice whether I should help or not. He became a life giver. He became the blessing to that injured man. He became the miracle that that man was waiting for. The kind of people whom God wants to be is that kind of man, that kind of person. I pray that you will be that kind of person, looking for opportunities to bless others, to help other people. Amen? 
The second man was not that way. The Levite. He said, "I feel sorry for him. It's too bad. Maybe he came at the wrong time. He had too much money. That's why he got robbed. He did not care about the well-being of the injured man." My dear brother and sister, let us become the life giver. Let us go out and help other people. When they come into our life, we look for opportunity to help people. There was a Christian famous singer named Tammy Trent. She and her husband went to Jamaica for vacation and for the 11 t h anniversary. Her husband was a very skilled diver. He could be under the water without an oxygen tank for six to seven minutes at a time without any problem. On the last day of their vacation, they got to the beach, and the husband jumped into the water to explore underwater cave right away. Tammy was sitting on the beach enjoying the beautiful scenery. Ten minutes went by; there was no sign of her husband. Twenty minutes went by; she was looking for a sign of the coming back of her husband. There was no sign. Thirty minutes went by; her husband had not come back. She got panicked. She told the authorities. They sent out boats to search and search for him. He drowned and died in that trip. Eventually, they found his body in the water. The next day, Tammy was so not only in shock. And totally devastated, she was also in the foreign land by herself, all alone, with nobody that she knew. Her parents heard about the story and made a very emergency arrangement to fly to meet her in Jamaica. The problem was that the accident of her husband happened on September 10, year 2001. The next day was 9/11. All flights were crowded the next day. The parents could not leave the city. Adding to her shock and disappointment was the pain of being stranded for another 11 days in the foreign land on her own by herself because of what happened on the September 11, year 2001, in the United States. She was there by herself. She was so emotionally down. And numb, she could not even think straight. And eventually, she thought, "I should pray." She said, "God, please show me that you still care for me. Please show me that you still love me and you still with me." She was so devastated. In a few minutes, in the hotel room, after she prayed, somebody knocked on her hotel's room door. It was a housekeeper. She was an old Jamaican woman. The woman said, "I don't mean to get into your business, but when I was cleaning the next room, I heard you cry." She wanted to become a miracle. She know the reason she lived on Earth is to bless other people. She decided right away, without hesitation, to knock on the door. And Tammy told her the story of the death of her husband. Right away, this Jamaican older lady put her arms around her and hugged her. 
just like her own daughter. Tammy knew that God is still alive. God answered her prayer to this simple housekeeper woman who cared for her, took her time to show love and to hug her and wipe her tears away. She was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. This housekeeper, she was willing to be a life giver to Tammy Trent, the Christian singer. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. God promises that one day when we get to heaven, He will wipe the tears of His people. But today, He's counting on you and me to wipe the tears of somebody else. He used our hand to wipe out their tears. Are you willing to lift somebody who fell down? Are you willing to give people a hug when they get discouraged? Are you willing to wipe somebody's tears when they are in need? It is great to come to church, to celebrate, to sing song, to serve the Lord, to be encouraged, to hear the word of God, to be anointed, to be filled up again, to be strengthened again every Sunday. But your assignment is not done after Sunday service. When you get out of the church on Sunday and get into the society, your assignment is to be the salt and the light, to be the miracle, to be the answer of somebody's prayers, to be the life giver. You go out to encourage the discouraged discourage people. You will try to help them. You may hear their cries, but you may not hear with your ears. You do hear the cries of people in their heart. And you are available to take time to care, to show compassion of God that flow through you to help those people who are in need. You may even take them out for dinner. You may visit them, pray for them, restore their heart, and give them the words of encouragement. Don't be like the first two men called past buyer. Let God use you. God going to bring somebody into your path so that you can be his hand and his mouth to bless those people. You may meet a person who looks depressed and you just go in and talk simple like everything going to be fine. God going to help you. Your word may not be so dramatic, may not be so profound, but because the Holy Spirit anoints your word, anoints your presence there, and that word can be just like a spark that brings that person back to life. I have this experience when I started a church in Seattle in 1988, 1989, at that the beginning, I was so discouraged. I got so many attacks. I got so many people talk bad about me and try to stop this church. And I never forgot that day. I walked into the fifth floor of Harborview Hospital. And I was so discouraged. I looked so down, physically tired because I was on call as a resident at Harborview Hospital. Then a nurse walked by me who visited our church for a few times. And out of the blue, she did not even know that I was discouraged. She said, 
God is with you. Everything gonna be fine. Your church gonna go on. Oh, I feel right away. It's a simple word, but it brings life to me, and I can go on because I know this is a prophetic word from the mouth of this nurse, and she was still sitting here. Her name is Mary Jo. At that time, she may not remember what happened, but I remember what happened. Amen. Hallelujah. We must realize that we have the most powerful almighty God on the inside of us. We have the spirit of God who is a life giver, the quickening spirit. That's something that seems ordinary. It's something that looks not big deal to you and me. But when God breathes on it, because the anointing is there, it can be so extraordinary. It can be so life-giving. And change people, turn people around to that destiny that God has prepared for them again. A simple act of kindness. A simple hug. A simple word of encouragement. Letting somebody know that you care can be a spark that brings life back to their discouraged soul. In 1995, two premature twin babies, baby girls were born on October 17 at the Massachusetts Memorial Hospital. The older one named Kyrie and the younger one named Brielle. Kyrie, the older, premature, two pounds baby, was in the incubator. She was doing well. She was gaining weight. She was able to drink and doing well. Her skin looked pink. But Brielle, the younger sister, she cried and cried. Her skin looked blue. Her temperature went down. And it looked like she would not make it. She might have died. At that time, the law of the hospital, or the, uh, the, the way the hospital managed the policy is that you must not keep two babies in the same incubator. But one of the Christian nurses there felt led by the Holy Spirit to make a lot of hard work and a lot of persuasion to put the two babies together in the, incubate, in the same incubator, just like they were in the same womb in, of the mom. And eventually, the administrator of the hospital made a special exception to the policy. The two babies were put in the same incubator, side by side, overnight, the healthy baby, Kyrie, managed to put her arm on the body of her younger sister, Biel. And to much surprise, you see the picture there. What happened? Hour after hour went by, the younger baby, the younger premature baby, started to get better. She stopped coughing, stopped crying, her skin became Pink, her temperature turned to normal. She began to drink again. Her oxygen saturation in the blood became normal. And she was growing and she was doing well. She did not die. These two babies, now 20 years old, and still healthy and still doing well. Twenty years later, the story in the internet 
the title of this story called Rescuing Hugs. Rescuing Hugs. God can use you to powerfully rescue somebody with your hug. Like that Jamaican housekeeper. Your touch can bring life to people. Healing power. You can pour the oil of healing upon people. Touch people. You can hug some people who get discouraged. Your kind words can put people back to their feet again. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 18. There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword. But the tongue of the wise promotes health. Use the word to encourage people. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 4. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. A phone call. An encouraging word. Giving somebody a ride. Taking a person out for dinner. Encouraging somebody to fulfill their destiny. Can bring life and miracle to other people. Everyone point to yourself. There is life in me. And through me. Everyone point to yourself. There are miracles in me and through me. And this miracle are waiting to happen. People are waiting for the miracles, for the life to happen in their life. And you're going to do a great thing to save somebody. And you will be used by God to bring life to people. Your words of encouragement, your affirmation. You know, sometimes people just need to know that you believe in them. Sometimes people feel that they are failure. And you just come and say, you are amazing. You have done your best. I believe God can use you greatly in the future. That word of encouragement, that word of affirmation may be so simple to you, but it's a miracle. It's a life-giving. And the person who listens to you will blossom into what God created them to be. Because you give them the words of affirmation. Moses was on the top of the hill. He was lifting up the rod of miracle in his hand. As long as the hands and the rods were up, the children of Israel won the battle against the Amalekites. But as hours went by, his arm became tired and exhausted. The rod and the arms came down. Every time the arms and the rod came down, the children of Israel were defeated. At that time, his brother Aaron and his friend Ur Notice what happened. They can make a choice to just say, pray God, give the miracle that we will win the battle and then just sit there doing nothing. But Aaron and Ur knew that they were there for a good reason, at the right time, at the right place, to be a miracle, to be the life giver. They ran up to the hill and stood beside Moses, lift his arm up, and keep the rod up all the time until the battle was totally won by the children of Israel. How many people want to be Ur and Aaron? To lift somebody's arms up. Amen? We should be like that. We should look around that people need your help. Need their arms to lift up so that they can get the victory in their life. There was a young lady who is in a junior in a high school. Her name is Megan Vogel. She is a star long distance runner on the track team. 
at the state track final. She had won the 1600 meter race. But later on, she was competing in the 3200 meter race as she came around the final curve, about 20 meters from the finish line, she saw a girl, this girl named Arden, her opponent. In front of her, starting to wobble. Her knees start to buckle. She could not run straight, and eventually she fell down. And what happened next? Make a big news around the world. Instead of passing her by and seeing an opportunity of beating her opponents so that she can be the winner. She stopped running, went over to the girl, pulled her up off the ground, put her arms around the shoulder, and carried her toward the finish line. There, people in the stand stood up and shouted with joy. Not about another person who came to the finish line, but about Megan helping her opponent. There was no dry eyes in that place. When she got to the finish line, Megan purposefully steered her opponent, Arden, across the finish line before her. And she came in later on. By rule, a runner in track across country is automatically disqualified to have the finish line record. If you help somebody. But the official chose to give the exception at that time. Both Macon and Arden received the result rather than being disqualified. Arden was given 14 place in 12 minutes, 29 seconds. Macon, 15 place because she came in later on. At 12 minutes, 30 seconds, the state made an exception. And this is what Megan say at the end of the track. Helping my opponent cross the finish line is more satisfying to me than winning the state championship. She became the life giver and the miracle for Arden. How many people want to do that? You want to help somebody to get to the finish line? And God will help you to go to the finish line. Who are you carrying? Who are you lifting their arms up? Who are you hugging and wiping their tears? Who are you encouraging? Are you willing to be used by God? I like this scripture. I'm going to end the sermon by reading this scripture and read an email from Japan. I would like to read this scripture. In Isaiah chapter 58. Verses 6 to 10. Now, this is the kind of fasting in the Old Testament. The fasting, talking about abstaining from food. And I still believe that we should abstain from food to fast and seek God. But today, sometimes food is not a big deal, but more like a video game. Having golf game, having fun, doing something fun. Are you willing to fast and give up those things to do what? The first thing I want, this is what God said, free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. 
and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them, and do not hide from relative who needs your help. Then your salvation, your victory, your miracle—I add on—will come like the dawn, and your wounds will be quickly healed. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then you call. The Lord will answer. Yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spread vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. This is the kind of life you should live. Live a life that gives life to people, be the miracle to other people, help people, lift people off the ground, hug people when they are discouraged, wipe out their tears, give them a ride, making a good, encouraging phone call, take people out for dinner, doing something, help the hungry, help some single mom pay their apartment rent. Take the single mom and the kids to the vacation with you, doing something to show love to people. Then your healing will come very fast. Then your life will be the light that shines in darkness. God will protect you from the back. God will guide you in the front. And when you cry out to God, even for the parking spot in the shopping mall during the Christmas season, you will get the right parking spot right away. God will answer you. Amen. I'm so proud of our church that we can be the light today with the technology. We can be the light. We can be the miracle and help other people. I got this email from Japan from a medical student who almost graduated this year. She wrote to me. I will read this email to you. I would like to share my testimony to give thanks to your church. My left hip joint has been bothering me. Because of the severe pain, since this spring, maybe from sitting all day long for studying, when I was reading the book of Acts, I wonder why doesn't healing happen to me? So I pray to God for the miracle. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit touched me, and it's gone. As time goes by, it comes back again. So I gave up praying and started to go to chiropractic. It helped me for a while, but it could not. Cure. So I have been suffering from it for a long time. Somehow I came to long for listening to your preaching recently. So I turned on the podcast. I just randomly chose one. As I was listening to it, I felt sick, nauseated, and wanted to turn off. But I realized it's not from God. So I coughed them out. Coughed demon out. She listened to my teaching. She know about demon. I coughed them out. At the same time, my hip joint pain has gone. Praise the Lord! I would like to say thank you for being so passionate and faithful to God's ministry. May God bless you, your family, and New Hope International Church. Let's give hand to the Lord. Everyone say, "I can become a miracle." 
I can become a life giver. I can be a, a rescuer. I can give a rescuing hug to somebody. Amen. I can be a lifter, lift people who fell down. I can be the person who wipe the tears of people. I can be people who lift somebody arms up so that they can have victory in their life. Wow! I believe if you do so, God will lead you to your destiny. God will bring miracle to you. God will give somebody to help you, and whatever you pray, God will answer. Your healing will come very fast. Your promotion, your vindication will come very fast. You will find the new favor of God, and you're gonna rise higher and higher because you lift somebody up higher and higher with you, and eventually you will overcome all the obstacle. Because as you refresh other, God will refresh you. As you help other, God will help you. As you become a miracle to others, God is going to give miracles to you, and eventually you're going to get to your destiny that you have in store in your life by God. Amen. How many people promise God that from now on you're going to be a life giver? How many people say I'm going to be used by God to be the answer to somebody's prayers? Raise your hand up. How many people say I'm willing to be dirty? Get on the ground. How many people say I'm willing to lift up somebody's hands? Amen. Hallelujah. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much for reminding us in the first weekend of year 2016 to be the miracle worker, life giver, to be the blessing to the nations. Lord, we are willing. We are available. Help us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Be aware of people that. Come into our life. What can I help? Help us to hear the cries in their heart. Help us to take action, to take time to care for people. Lord, from now on, when people come into contact with us, Lord, we will see miracle happen because we are available and we will be used by Your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank You so much for reminding us in this teaching, and Lord, as we do so. All the things that we need, the promotion, the finances, the victory, the healing, the protection will be ours, Lord, and we will see miracles ourselves, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I don't want to close this meeting without asking you to have a chance to give your life to Jesus Christ. Many of you. Heard the message, and you say, "Wow, I want to be a Christian. I want to give my life to God." If you want to do so, I'm going to lead you to prayer. Amen. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes and pray with me? Pray it out loud that God can hear you. Father in heaven, I give my life to you. You are the Almighty God. Oh Lord, I repent of my sin. Please forgive me. I believe Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my life to be my miracle, to be my light, my peace, my power. Lord, send me out to be the miracle, to be the life giver, to be the blessing. 
to other people. Empower me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.